0: Hello and welcome to the Rev Up podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to have a wonderful guest, Justin Michael, with us today. And uh, he's a 25-year veteran in the sales industry and has all kinds of different expertise. Um, And he has uh, a cool picture on LinkedIn. You should go check it out. It's totally awesome. But anyway, it looks like a cyborg. But anyway, um, Justin, if you could tell us a little bit about uh, kind of your quick background for everybody that doesn't know you yet.
1: Yeah, sure. So my name is Justin Michael, and uh, I'm somewhat of a futurist. I've been in sales professionally for 20 years now i guess 40 is the new 30 and uh, i have a coming out called tech powered sales where i talk about the revolution of tech stacks believe it or not wherever we are now in 2020 we have a technology stack even if it's as simple as g suite and slack and uh you know various different portals that we log into like LinkedIn or email. We're logging to a bunch of different systems and we're using them to communicate, develop our business, do sales, marketing, and operations. So I wrote a book about that with Tony J. Hughes. He kind of, he's my mentor in Sydney, Australia, but he discovered me and um, I was doing a lot of automation of sales. And I was part of his first book called Combo Prospecting as sort of the cyborg rep. So yes, my picture is a cyborg. I have like metallic skin on my face. <laughs> I think they're the first one to do that in B2B. I just help people make their emails effective and their cold calls effective. A tale as old as time on that one, but I have a mastermind group in a Discord, which is like a video gaming server, similar to a Slack. And I have 250 people in there every day watching me make cold calls, helping me coach them on writing more effective email. And so if you're interested, I give away my entire life's work for a dollar, which is also just to weed out the trolls and to make sure people are serious. But I'm here to help you. <laughs> wow, that's very cool.
0: So where do they find other than, obviously
1: you mentioned LinkedIn, where, and
0: the sales board, or the, what's that website again? The, the gaming one?
1: Yeah, so we call the group SalesBorgs. I have a website, salesborgs.ai. Um, or salesborg.com I'm going to get to. But the idea is it's like a salesperson and a cyborg. Seller and cyborg at salesborg. The other reason it's a funny name is obviously the Borg on Star Trek. They were, at, you know, they assimilated everything. But what we're trying to you know, go viral with good ideas. Um, yeah.
0: Very cool. And, um,
1: and uh, is that the best place for them to reach out to you? I'd say if you just find me on Twitter or Reddit, or LinkedIn, um, I'm on Reddit r r slash sales um, You know you can you can find me. You'll find Justin Michael in sales just about every corner of the internet if you look awesome. and contact me. I'll shoot you a link. And uh, for Perfect. one dollar, I'm pretty much going to give you more for a dollar than you've ever seen. It's it's worth a thousand dollars easy, but that's just fun. I learned yeah. this from an open source Linus Torvalds who created Linux and the open source movement. Um, I'm just giving away all of my mm. content now, at least my meth- methodology, my personal methodology. Not nothing, my book is a whole separate thing. But as far as setting meetings, how I do it. From there, obviously on the back end, I do operations consulting and I work with a lot of startups. I've consulted over hundred startups. I worked for LinkedIn, Salesforce, Sean Parker, um the co-founder of Value Click. I did a project for Mark Wahlberg. I've had some really cool experiences in kind of growth hacking. And helping people uh, open up new business explode their top line um, I guess I could sound more passionate and excited about it but my whole style is to be very calm because I find that is the fastest way to create trust when doing this stuff <laughs> rather than being manic and persuasive it uh, people shy away from that character now uh, too many greasy salespeople I suppose <laughs> <laughs> there are quite a few out
0: there. I, I would have, I would say. So, um, hopefully, I'm not, I'm not considered greasy, but uh, I try not to be. I, no. I like to add value, though. <laughs> so, so what's um, w- being with your background, uh, you know, in sales, and is there kind of a, a way or two that you find is like the best way to reach out to B2B people these days?
1: Yeah. So what I find that's very strange is the majority of sales communication is like an expository essay. It's three paragraphs. But the truth of the matter is that the way we communicate to our loved ones and business partners, and once we have a client, looks more like a text message. It's a short email, a few sentences here and there. We might not even address them by their name. We trust them. We're getting a deliverable done. It's a Thursday. They need something Friday. You know, hey, Eve, I'll have that over to you right away. Think of the last 200 messages you sent from Facebook Messenger or in your text message or your WhatsApp or TikTok or Snap or every new platform, including Twitter. Nothing is three paragraphs. Then we go to write a B2B email, and it's multiple paragraphs. We spend all this time researching and writing personalization. What does it, do? What does it really do? Well, they say that the personalization, the research is going to help you convert. It shows the prospect that you tried really hard. You kind of stalked them. You're a little creepy. You really need the meeting. They're going up. Oh, oh, how much is this going to cost? I'm worried. So my systems shatter all of the prevailing myths. They're three sentences. They're painfully short, like marketing won't let you send it. But when you start getting a 30% reply rate, uh, it turns heads and then marketing wants to know how you did it. Uh, it's been really gratifying. I've taught about 200 people personally over the past two months, the system. I can't find a single person that's not having increased results, but I've found some people that had Mind-blowing results. Uh, top rep from Glassdoor plugged this in the first week. Got two meetings in the Fortune 500 worth two million dollars. That's stuck in the pipe on the first set of emails that he sent. Um, if you looked at the email, you'd be like, "Wow, this is so short, so compact, grammatically so ugly. Not even complete sentences. What is this?" Well, it's a pattern interrupt. It's all those things, and the prospect is not ready. to Suddenly get. Uh, This format, the format alone is jarring. Um, And you could imagine after the world embraces this and we have you know thousands of sellers using this technique, it might get played out. But I've created a science of heuristics. Uh, The word heuristic is from programming. Just think of like a framework or the meta meaning. Like what's the connotation, right? If you open an email and you make a joke, instead of copying the joke, you could say joke opener. If you use social proof, like similar customers that got value, you could put insert benefits, use social proof for similar client, drove this value for similar clients. So you can start breaking down linguistics into puzzle pieces. But the most fascinating part of my technique is that email is actually not about written words. It's visual. So I encourage my students to use Venn diagrams, a competitive analysis of a Venn diagram or explainer GIFs. Or wow moments or different okay. little shots in line. And that tends to be processed 60,000 times more than words. And then we have a whole technique hmm. on the phone because one phone conversation is worth about 241 emails, according to Chris Beal from Connect and South. A lot of this hmm. is neuroscience. The You know, all of email is actually visual, not words. So the whole template industry of the long novel-esque paragraphs doesn't work. And then all of phone is tonality because it's millions of years of evolution. As we're talking, my calm tone is calming you down. You're feeling safe when I'm honest, like the transparency and telling you, Hey, this program could be a fit for you or might not be your marketing team. might lie. You go, Oh wow. He's exposing flaws in a solution. He might be honest. So there's a lot to go with like the tone and meaning of how you talk to people. That's very different. The right rebuttals and scripts and like, you know, a lot, just a lot of the prevailing philosophy and methods for poll calls and emails are not actually based on neuroscience. It's just a big group think industrial complex. Not to say that some of it doesn't work, but let me ask you this like, if you had three paragraphs to read, it would take your brain 13 seconds to understand it. If you had three sentences, it would take three seconds. <laughs> so there's just the fact of the science of how fast the brain can work. So, I um, you know, I go into these legacy industries like IT. Um, no email responses, no no phone responses, no voicemail. They go in, they start to get, you know, they send the first email and they've got 10 responses and their pet explodes because um, I had somebody actually to ask their marketing agency to stop sending marketing emails <laughs> because it, it wasn't working. So I don't know if it's been obvious and other people have figured this out, but certainly it seems like I'm doing something differently.
0: Yeah, wow. That's very cool. Yeah, I when when I get those messages, my brain literally shuts off. It's like I can't. I can. I can only read the first paragraph, and then I skip all the way down to the bottom, and I have to see if I can put the pieces. I can read the rest of the message. Yeah, so, there's. Maybe, maybe, the, so so. <laughs> yeah,
1: there, there's almost a feeling of like this is so long. Is this a bill? Like what? What's the catch? Why don't you just get straight to yeah. the point?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I t- I, especially on LinkedIn, I get so many of those messages every day and they're so long and it's like, I don't have time for this, you know? And so, I don't know. So sometimes I say, so, so sometimes I literally just say, hey, this is too long. Can you say this in a couple sentences? Yeah. I don't know if know. that's helpful, but but after reading about 15 of in a day, I get tired of it.
1: It's true. Yeah. So I'm a proponent of you get 18 words to connect in a, in a message from a cell phone, you can see the preview text and the subject line and you get 18 words of real estate and people are wa- wasting this saying, hope you're doing well or how are you doing in the new normal These uncertain certain times. Your best bet with powerful people is to just get right to the point. You know, hey name, here's how I helped a similar company. Do you want to Zoom? It's not even personalized. People are sitting in a pain, they have a job to do they have a frustration or a challenge, something to solve. A lot of people have, ca- they have to cut costs right now while improving the margin. They've to become more successful in the pandemic. Or if they're in e-commerce or they're in um, tech, maybe their business is booming. And so they have all sorts of new challenges and opportunities that are based by the you know, hockey stick growth. For me, it interrupted me right now, like jumped over my fence and interrupted me and told me that I could, they were going to get me a million views on LinkedIn. I'd stop, I would literally stop this podcast and take the meeting right in my yard because it's so relevant for what I'm trying to do. Mm, yeah. You know, if some, you know, and that that's the crazy thing is like powerful people, they're slightly annoyed to be interrupted, but if you interrupt them with something that actually helps them, they'll calm down. If you interrupt them and it's not relevant, it's, they're going to get so irritated, right? just make it count actually be able to help them first assess if the person is helpable (laughs) if your solution can help them then go in and get their attention and uh, what is value drive value what is value I mean it's like make money reduce risk uh, improve profit right reduce expenses and then have a real concrete and differentiated way to do that and maybe I overestimate my acumen and ability to articulate that but if If you believe in your product and solution and you have existing customers, do lookalikes, map out people that look like your best customers. Mike Weinberg loves to say that. It's Mm -hmm. true. You can go to the wrong prospects with great messaging all day. People like I always joke about James Bond, like try to sell me an amphibious kit for my car. Help me take it into the harbor and drive it like a submarine. No interest. I get seasick. Okay, they come back to me in a month here's a better amphibious vehicle. It's the best. It's better. than anyone else's amphibious vehicle. I don't want an amphibious vehicle. (laughs) So do you see what we're doing? We're just hammering the same person who doesn't want the thing with a better version of the thing. Why don't you go find the right prospect? (laughs) Yeah. So targeting's big. I think there's a lot of emphasis on like, what should the email be and what should the cold call be and what are the scripts and what do we do? And they haven't even figured out the target. (laughs) Mm. Hey everybody, Jess here. What if I could help
0: your company find over a hundred thousand dollars in hidden revenue streams in less than an hour without spending an extra dime on advertising or marketing? Reach out to me at cardzap.thebumpcard.me. Check out the video on five steps to profit and also reach out and we can have a conversation. Thank you. Do you have have a few tips for those that are struggling with targeting uh, how to narrow that down? I know There's lots of things you can do with like uh, avatars and stuff, but uh, is there like some uh,
1: formula you kind of use? Yeah. I mean, I think you want to do what Craig Elias talks about a one sales analysis. Look at your, the customers you've closed or look at your competitor at their customers. Success clues. I always say buyers buy. If they bought from you before, take your customer list for the last two years and map it to LinkedIn and go find them. Where are they now? They can be champions. If you're creating a new market, use LinkedIn sales navigator to do Boolean searches and look at the keywords and look at the, the things that they're interested on in the profile. There's some social research to research the ICP, the ideal customer profile, and get really clear about what an ideal prospect looks like. Um, it just depends. I mean, what, what are your, most of your listeners, um, Jess, what stage? Is this mostly startups or SMBs? Uh, who am I giving the advice to? Yeah, um, I'd say SMBs and and uh, executives,
0: kind of our two areas we usually focus with.
1: This may seem obvious, but I think everyone listening really should take time to refactor their ICP. Uh, so if you're still selling to the same list since Corona, that's risky. I would go in and, you know, maybe six of nine verticals were knocked out. Um, you might have the hospitality industry or aviation or I can go on and on so the best thing now is to re-verticalize build out in new verticals and look for the businesses that are growing stably and profitably that actually have the budgets to buy now if you're selling a cost-cutting solution it's an efficiency play then these distressed companies might be a better customer for you because they need Mm -hmm. you even but if you sell the high growth high profit companies that have budget because they're being successful financially then you really have to refactor who you're going after so Taking the time to slow down, to speed up, uh, reassess your ideal customer profile, use tools, business intelligent tools like LinkedIn Sales Navigator, um, tent data systems like Bambora to figure out who's searching for your products is really powerful. Uh, check out B-O-M-B-O-R-A, Bambora. Basically, that's like a Quantcast model. It shows you which accounts in your total addressable market are searching for your service. So maybe they're looking for mobile marketing or, you know, you know, K-8s or some IT, Hadoop or something, you know, there's so many big words that come out of IT, but you can see who's searching. So if you yeah. have 5,000 accounts that you could go after, wouldn't it be nice to know that, you know, the 10 or 20% that are already looking for you on the internet, there's technologies that show you that. Um, HG Insights is another one, which will expose the technographic layers. So if you have 10,000 accounts, but you know your service does really well for people who have HubSpot, People have Salesforce that could help you narrow it down. You really want to be thinking about, you know, the pre-messaging step. You know, find people, engage them with insight and create something compelling enough to, to cause deal velocity. Um, an irresistible offer or an ROI business case. This, this stuff is one-on-one, but it bears repeating in these current times. I was going out to prospects in a very traditional manner. And I had to tighten down a lot of my systems because in COVID email reply rates went down 35%. Jeremy Donovan at sales loft looked at 6 million emails and cold call was up actually. And then LinkedIn went from top site 36 to number 16. So the whole world's on LinkedIn, wow. just like you said earlier, Jess, you can't waste that real estate with big long form emails or templates or garbage. Like take a minute, get to the point, make it short. Just go right in for the relevance. Well, that's the key.
0: <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. And then it, when you do email um, you, outreach, is are you sending the same type of uh, short little code messages or are you sending like um, more like sales letter type stuff? Yeah, I have not found the sales <laughs> letter. Say again? I was wondering if the platform determines the... the way you communicate i guess
1: i've just found overall that there's been a renaissance in how we all communicate and turning your prospect messaging into looking like all your other communication when you write a sales email read it out loud does it sound like you talk make it sound like you talk when you're on the phone calling Mm. someone yourself not a movie phone voice like hey i have a product you know um the (laughs) long sales letters i don't know if you're an attorney or you're part of the government or you're a you know a manager trying to talk to a lot of people i get it it's formal but dispense with the formality like b2b sales needs a mullet you know business business on the front party on the back just because someone works in the medical industry or banking or conservative industry doesn't mean that they don't go home and watch sports and have a barbecue and hang out with their kids right people are people they um They actually engage based on emotion and storytelling, and then they justify it with logic and ROI grids and business cases. So we all kind of know that short is the new pink. It's funny, I'm wearing a pink shirt that my daughter actually made a tie-dye shirt. Here's the thing. You've got to just think of the attention span. They, they have about three seconds to decide if there's any value. And if you pack that into a giant sales letter, you no know, lo- longer later in the sales cycle, it's fine to go deeper and I actually have some emails I send that are 2000 or 3000 words deep, and I'm going very deep into how I can help you. But first just to, to open opening the new closing, just to get your attention, pique your interest, show you that I'm not a robot. Which is ironic because I have a robot in my profile. Um, <laughs> you need a short punchy message that's laced in value in my opinion we talked about that in combo prospecting if you go go to combo prospecting.com there's a whole book uh, that's been written about this and the follow-up is going to be called tech powered sales so i'm excited harper collins has been nice enough to release it for us next summer
0: nice
1: yeah that's exciting so um because
0: i do, we do some publishing with our company uh, it's one of our things as we do kind of a hybrid model does do, have you noticed that the book brings in um more just um people that you you know are notoriety if that's the right word um or or is it more about um just getting out there what's what's the benefit of the book for you
1: you know the word author means authority for me um being able to collaborate with my co-author tony hughes who is really one of the largest presences in Asia Pacific. He's based in Sydney, Australia. He has 320,000 followers on LinkedIn and he's top three in the world as a B2B influencer. His first book, um, Joshua Principle was a bestseller in Sydney. It's a great one. Combo Prospecting has been very successful. So I'm so lucky that he chose the second book on HarperCollins to partner with me. I don't really know is my answer because I've never actually released a book under my own name before so this is sort of my maiden voyage in june leading up to the book and creating these mastermind groups has been awesome i've had hundreds of people come in willing to try stuff they've never tried it's helped me really codify and prove out my methods which i really thought okay this is just me you know this is just what i do in like back room in chinatown to help this SAS startup i finally started my own business after 20 years which is just just a that's gratifying too Um, for the entrepreneurs out there. I get it. You know, I'm working all crazy hours (laughs) doing my accounting. I'm doing, you know, all I'm taking care of my marketing, my PR. I mean, there's so much to it. I just have so much more respect for the small business because I am one now. (laughs) So there's that. So, but it's exciting. And uh, writing the book's good because I really want to be able to get to a traditional audience. There's about 7 million sellers and 600,000 sales development reps. But if you really think about it, there's 30 million small businesses in America. And if you're out here listening to this, I mean, you need to get your emails to work and you need to get your phone calls to work. So if I can help you do that, and I can help you for $1, I'll do it. So contact me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm,
0: I'll am I'm. be sending my dollar uh, very shortly here for you. So <laughs>
1: Yeah. People feel that's a ludicrous piece. I mean, obviously, I have a growing consultancy where companies come to me and they want me to train their teams, almost like a John Barrows or Jocko van der Cougy from winning by design. I mean, there's a lot of us, there's 5,000 of us, but the individual contributor layer that a person that wants to master calling an email, I'll just nearly do that for free because I feel like that's just going to help thousands of people. If the company wants to engage, I have other programs around that. And then I, I released a course. Similar, to Josh Braun has like a really cool course, co- of course, uh, I don't even want to say the name. It's the the Bad ASS Growth Guy. That's what it's called. And he sold about 1,500 of those. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh-oh. We're having technical difficulty here. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hey, you're back. Sorry, we lost you for a little bit there. So you were saying uh, the, the bad and then that one word uh, and then course and then I missed you after that.
1: So this guy, Josh Braun, has a really cool email course called The, the, the Bad Growth Guide, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't mind. Uh, I don't know what your listeners, but you'll find it. Sales DNA. I've got something similar now where I'm going to teach cold email and uh, phone. It's more in depth. You know, it's under a couple hundred bucks and you can get that on my site. That's where people want to go really into depth about doing this stuff and using my methods. It's also been successful. Excellent. Very cool. And so um, do you
0: find like an omni-channel approach works better these days than just email or just LinkedIn or um, what's your opinion on that?
1: go ahead yeah so you asked me about an omni-channel strategy i really do believe it's blends the whole idea of combo prospecting because i was involved in that work is you call and you leave a voicemail and you send an email and you do all three of these things very quickly and that saturation of touches gets their attention because they're going to ignore your call if you do it once, but if you send the call and then you email right after and then maybe you add them on LinkedIn or like a tweet, they start to see that blended combination of touches and it just, you stick way out from the other thousand people that were are calling. Um, additionally, there's really cool things you can freely do now. Inside LinkedIn, you can leave a video message or you can do a voicemail drop and drop a voicemail to someone. That's a really powerful technique. I have proved unequivocally proven um, by sending millions of emails and testing this with thousands of sellers all over the world because of Tony taking the methods worldwide. He trains LinkedIn, he trains Salesforce that the combination approach works. And we see Topo research and Craig Rosenberg talks about the triple touch Jeb Blunt in his phenomenal books, uh, fanatical prospecting talks about the triple threat. So it's, it's Mm. out there, but I think a lot of people get enamored with the automation, like just programming sequences sending those or they're just all calls because they're old school the the people that get the highest return actually use um blended approach and even higher thinking about coalescing your marketing and sales is that account-based marketing approach plus the account-based sales approach so everything you're doing is off of a name list and targeted. can
0: can you explain for those that don't know the account-based versus the, the traditional
1: Yeah, I think traditionally a lot of people have a region or a certain type of business type and they go and they put thousands of contacts into a outbound sequencer or it's just you know regional banks they're going after. The account-based marketing approach is you really line up a named list of targets and then you advertise to them and then the ads are split up by vertical industry and then the sales approach that's attached to it reflects the ads, right? So let's say you're catering to the um, e-commerce companies and fintech. Well, the e-commerce companies are specific named e-commerce companies. They receive specific e-commerce ads. They download a specific white paper that talks about your solution e-commerce, which is disparate to the fintech companies that see fintech ads, get fintech white papers. They do the download. Then your sales team goes out with specific lists in tandem to knock on the doors those accounts and specific prospects there. So everybody's working on the same focus and you're just going to see <laughs> a huge lift, right? Uh, the nice. deal size goes up. The deal velocity goes up. The effectiveness goes up. It's kind of obvious why. It's a focused burst versus, okay, I'm going to place ads on Facebook and whoever clicks, we we'll show it to millions of people and whoever clicks, right? That's a very broad strategy. Account-based yep. marketing is like a laser. You know, one's like a, an elephant gun, And one's a laser. Ah, very cool. Well,
0: it's exciting. And could you remind everybody again where to find your uh, $1 deal? What's the best (laughs) place to go locate that?
1: Yeah, just add me. Just go on LinkedIn and shoot me a message at Justin Michael. Ping me on Twitter. Um, You know, I'd almost give out my email address, but I'm easy to find. Trust me. hit me up and you want to see my guides and techniques, you know, I'm virtually giving the thing away. I've put hundreds of people through the program recently. There's been a lot of success. I love it. That's my favorite part of my job, seeing people who've been frustrated and challenged with trying to get their emails responded to or trying to get their phone calls to work, use these frameworks and just plug it in and get success very quickly. There's a million ways to do it. It's not the only way. I've just made it so simple. I've worked with a algebra teacher and mathematician to chunk this stuff down into adult learning modules that work. Uh, I had I know a single mom. She plugged this stuff in. The next day, she got two meetings. I mean, it's it's powerful stuff. Um, So that's my passion, because you know I've read all the systems out there and I've tried everything. So I've gone through twenty years of uh, hardship (laughs) to be able to deliver (laughs) to you. It sounds funny. Uh, It's not easy. It's not like a South Beach diet. It's not like we're going to drink pineapple juice for seven days and be muscle bound it's not like a it's not like that it's just it's obvious because it's it's full it's short and it's so different i love jeb blunt because he says that good selling is a paradox of basic
0: basics
1: (laughs) the stuff that really works is not a magic bullet it's just so painfully simple um the whole k-i-s-s keep it simple stupid you know like it's it's so basic you kind of your head will explode when you read it but then when you try it is, is kind of an aha moment because the majority of what people want you to do is spend four or five hours doing a ton of research on linkedin writing these big elaborate philosophy papers sending them out and showing the value and the weird thing is people do respond and say this is the best email i've ever had but we're not out there trying to impress people with our writing we're trying to go develop business as quickly as possible fill our funnels with new <laughs> prospects and close revenue so we can keep the lights on with our business right so it's a uh, it's a clear and present day danger. I want to free up your time. A lot of this stuff is based on the Pareto principle and the way I use growth hacks is I would look at a system. I try 100 things. Here are the 20 things that are most effective. I try one thing. Well, here's the 20% of it yields. I keep cutting it down, cutting it down, cutting it down. That's how you growth hack. And you eventually, if you're A-B testing, for example, mm-hmm. messages, like one message I'll give you is growth. The word growth in an email, just, it's a super high-performing email. It doesn't matter what industry. Everybody wants to grow it's one it's one word you put that in email send it to your list you're going to get more opens than you've ever seen probably 80 percent wow. um, and that's tweaked it you know here, here's the one to three words here's the opening line here's the call to action test them send them to you know hundreds of thousands over time and i was able to kind of prove these techniques out so you're you're working with a lot of empirical and statistical data that's been pushed through some huge machines <laughs> so you can use this for your small business so uh, my nice. pain her success
0: <laughs> awesome Well, I love it. So, well, I want to thank you so much for uh, being with us on the show today. Um, I've got a ton of value. I'm sure everybody else has got a ton of value. And um, any uh, last uh, parting words uh, to, to encourage those folks out there to uh, get their uh, revenue generation moving forward.
1: Yeah, I would say pipeline cures all ills. It's a Craig Kleeman quote. I would also just say, you know, I love the Einstein quote of like, make everything as simple as possible, but not too simple. Um, embrace your tech stacks, MacGyver them, uh, learn, your, learn your tech, learn your CRM, learn your email system, like dust it off, take a look at it. And that's the way forward. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And we appreciate you being here and
0: we'll uh, talk to everybody hear Everybody will hear us on the next podcast. All right. Thanks, everybody.
1: Thanks, Jess. Great to be on the show.